Show. Rick, that was a terrific intro. Thank you very you know, much. You win some, you lose some. You win some, you lose some. I don't know, you know, how how smart an idea it was to give me this, but but it was fun. I saw I involved. I saw this video of Harry Connick Jr. playing solo piano, and he's playing in front of his audience, and they're all clapping, right? And he's playing, and they're clapping, and he's playing, and they're clapping. Except they're clapping, and he's playing, and they're clapping, and he's playing, and they're clapping, and he's playing, which is not the backbeat. I don't want to say caucasity, but they happen to all be white. And so he's playing this groove and they're banging on the one and the three, which is like very not groovy, right? So in his infinite genius, he's playing and he adds a measure of five, four in there, which is a little bit geeky music speak, but he basically adds a sneaky measure in, but stays in the groove. So the audience, instead of clapping one, two, three, four, is all of a sudden clapping one, two, three, four, one, which is the backbeat and feels better. He turned the whole beat around on a whole audience without them knowing it. Wow. And the opposite of that story is Justin Bieber is performing one's acoustic guitar and it's an arena and there's 12,000 people and they're also clapping on one and three. And instead of like adding a measure of five, <laughs> he stops the show and yells at the audience. You're, you're clapping at the wrong beat. <laughs> it was awesome. Welcome to the show. Wow. I was going to guess that that's what he did. Yeah. Because it's the opposite of the first story. And he's a good musician, truly. But, you know, you can't add a measure of five when you have, like, a computer playing the tracks and, like, the light, the lighting all pre-programmed and stuff. I'll remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't it seem like everybody and the mother has a podcast? No. Um, things, <laughs> things are different. Uh, things are different, and I've, I've made a list of what I should do every day. Mm. I have yet to put it on the calendar, because I have this habit of putting things on the calendar, and the calendar is so crowded, and I don't do the things anyway. So I clean it out a little. But the important things to do, to make sure that I do, um, talk to friends. Yeah. Go outside, see people, have lunch with somebody. This is great. Um, walk to the beach, walk on the beach, walk near the beach, look at the beach. It sounds like you're programming an AI vacation bot or something. Like, uh, now, now, robot, when you go and integrate into society, I want you to check this list off every day. Oh, right. No, this is not every day. This is just so <laughs> I, I can't do all of my list every day. No one can. Right. Unless you read a unless you read a really, a really short, short list, list or do nothing or the to do's are like really basic, you know. If I wrote a list that said do nothing, I wouldn't even be able to do that because I can't sit still and do nothing. I, I will say that I do often add um, make checklists to my checklist, and it's just you can just check it right off as soon as you're finished. That's great. Yeah. Um, what's new? It's, well, we're. We're taping in your place That's instead right. of mine or right. the desert. Yeah. So this is nice. This and is new. And the piano. Thank you for playing that. That's terrific. You're welcome. Very, you're welcome. Very cool. Thank you. Very cool. You know. So you're talking about backbeat and adding five something. An extra beat. Measures. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, beats. Yeah, an extra beat. So I was thinking about, um, well, two things, live performances. 
I, I have heard live music once when we were in the desert, but I have not made any plans to go to a live concert. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, well, we're watching basketball. You're watching basketball, right? Yes. Yeah, so I wasn't going to bring that up till after the musical. Okay. But I mean, yes, it's, it's I'm watching basketball. great to see two games a day. Yeah. I put it on my list and I'm doing it. There you go. Very good. <laughs> I know. Uh, it's great to see audiences. The energy is different and awesome. And it's also like, I guess we're doing this and that's cool for them. I'm not trying to go to an arena yet. Um, I got an email like two days ago from the Troubadour, like my favorite venue in the world. One of them. And it was like, um, just announced now on sale, comedian John Mulaney is doing 10 nights at the Troubadour. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, it's great. And I clicked and on it and I was like, whoa, I'm not going to the Troubadour <laughs> next week. That's, that's crazy. You don't want people stand, stepping on your feet in a sword house because everyone stands so close. They, well, it's cotton. That's why that we wear boots there. It right? doesn't happen as much um, anymore. Like, well, I haven't been there for a few years. No, I mean, to me, like people stepping on my feet and bumping into no, me. No, only but, at the Troubadour. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I didn't. Well, at first of all, I was like, I'm not trying to stand next to people at the Troubadour. And then it was like, I'm not trying to watch comedy standing up. And I think sometimes the Troubadour does do seating. But like, anyway, it's sold out. So good luck to you. I would and love to watch comedy standing up. You would? Yeah. How long would the show be? 45 minutes, an hour, 10? We'll probably do an hour, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It's called, I mean, I don't know what it is, but I think he, I think he's, uh, the title of the, of the series is called From Scratch. So I take that to mean he's not presenting any new material, like any old material. He's starting over. And he's just going to talk until he runs out of things to say. For 10 days in a row. And I guess take the best bits and write a stand-up special. Brilliant. Yeah. So, uh, but so again, people. He might go for hours, is my people point. there. I'm not ready to go to concerts, but I, I love, uh, love, uh, love concerts, love live music. Love that experience and that, that commune and that whole thing. Um, you know, I've like, I manage a music venue in Philadelphia. I've been to you as well. Tons and tons of concerts. I've saved all of my, I mean, they're right here. I've saved all of my ticket stubs and movie stubs and lanyards since like, like, 1990, like 1996, maybe. I thought it was, I thought it was even earlier. It I thought you started be. this as a child. Oh no! There, you know what? I think it might. It might. What a wonderful collection! People yeah, don't check this out. think of those things till it's you know way too late. Check this out, ready? Uh oh, stuff's falling. This is just a sample. Let me hold the mic. <laughs> Look at this. Let's see if you can pull something out. What do you got? Iggy and Demi Lovato. Iggy, what, what is that? What you pull? Oh, Iggy Azalea and Demi Lovato. <laughs> Forgot about that one. <laughs> Here's Troubadour. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. This thing just leaks. Oh, the pin is not holding. That's okay. Oh, the standard. Which was which one was this? Do you know? New York or um, LA? That or? looks like New York. So, yeah. Here, let's find a movie. Here, movie tickets. Is that where I got the pillow I told you about? I think so. Yeah, here's like the first Harry True. Potter movie. Here's True Romance in the theater. True romance. I haven't Natural seen that killers. for probably a year. Tommy Boy. Anyway. Tommy Boy. I guess I'm just bragging about Tommy this. Tommy Boy is with who? Tommy Boy is um, Chris Farley and, and um, David Spade in, in their glory. Yeah, when they were young. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to going back to concerts. This is um, uh, this is K-Rock's Almost Acoustic Christmas. This was... 
Oh, this was a Spotify thing where Childish Gambino did a like a, a house concert. Okay, anyway, I'm getting off topic. But that's um, an amazing collection. It's really it's like it's a as he tossed things onto the floor that had fallen off of the cliff. It's that's this. cute. That's really nice. Oh. What is that? It's a, a wrist it's a wristband. It's an artist like pass for a some festival. That's a nice collection. It is good. Some of the some of the stubs are so faded you can like barely read it. It's like a Ticketmaster paper. My Ticketmaster David Bowie show from um um I don't I'm not trying to find the Tower Theater. Tower Theater. Thank you, Tower Theater. Is so faded. I'm I an alligator. I'm a mama papa coming for you. We saw David Bowie at the Tower Theater years ago. I called you one day and I said, you know how I really say to you, I have no regrets. I mean, things go sideways, things happen, but it's already written. It's already done. And you said, yeah. And I said, I have a regret. And you said, what is it? And I said, you once said to me, I'm going to a David Bowie concert. Do you want to go? And I said, no. Mm, I said, it has bothered me all these years. And I realized I can't stop thinking about it. And you said something like, was very supportive and and nice. And then we moved on. About two days later, Mm. you came over and you said, "Um, I have something for us. I I don't remember how many tickets you have. Three, I believe. Three, okay. So you said, I have tickets to the David Bowie, the Tower Theater, like, next week. And they were like, I just lucked out. It wasn't a hookup. It was just like, I went online and got, it was like second row balcony, like dead center, thin white duke. It was, it was wonderful. And Mm. when we were there, there was a lot of um, cannabis smoking. And it was not legal at that time, but... It was there anyway, and I don't didn't and don't care for that because I would get a very strong contact high. And I went to the ladies' room, and when I finally reemerged from the ladies' room, you said, "Are you okay? Like you were there a really long time." I said, "Well, you know the size of a bathroom in this place." You said, "Yeah." I said, "There must have been like fifty-five women in there." So. The, you said the line was really long. I said, yeah. And every one of them except me was smoking a joint. And you said, are you okay? I said, yeah, I'm fine. I was like, mm. Anyway, nice. just add it to the experience. Yeah. But it, it was a wonderful, it was wonderful that you did that. I, I was great. And my goodness. I never would have forgot, forgiven myself if I hadn't seen him. Yeah. Yeah. Bowie was, I was, there's like some people it's like, I got to live during the same time as, as like that art was being made and that person walked around, you know, I think about that with Bob Marley. I think that, uh, like that's a, a profit to many people, including me. And like the idea that he was just here making this art during like my lifetime is just totally like, does not, doesn't fit. But he was so amazing on at least three levels. And how he affected people in the way he saw the world. Yeah. It's not just the music. It's, well, that's what I mean. It's like, I it's, can see where that's a major I'm, I don't experience. want to make, I don't want to, you know, add labels or whatever, but like, it's like crazy that, like, there'll be like stories, there are stories that talk about him in the same context as people talk about DDs or actual prophets or supposed prophets. Anyway, yes. uh, like, I, I learned, someone, I saw on TikTok, kids now who are nostalgic 
for 90s fashion and culture is the same as when I was their age and doing the same thing for the 60s. 90s. 90s culture. Yeah, grunge and, 90s. Um, you know, Backstreet Boys and Lisa Frank and uh, baggy jeans and just like the whole, you know, you were busy. But it's, I, the 60s, I understand, the 90s, maybe not so much. I feel the same way. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like I've caught up to where how yes. I interpreted your stuff. I was like, oh, my mom and dad's thing was the late 60s. It was the best. In the 90s, I'm like, oh, that was the best. And now best. that same sort of fetishizing of a, of a past era is happening with like 20-somethings about the 90s. It's just, uh, oh, time. <laughs> oh, time. Yeah. So um, I, want, I want to mention that the mic covers both match your sweatshirt. Do you want to mm-hmm. tell us about your sweatshirt? Is that something? Uh, it's my girlfriend's. Put it on. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. So then I'll tell you about my shirt. Uh, this, jacket. Do you this, like the way I got that like... in without like going right ahead? Okay. <laughs> so, you, know, you can just show me your jacket. So, so you this know. is this is my jacket. Pardon <laughs> me while I smooth it out. Oh, it's kind of close. But oh my god, it's so cool. Look at this, and it's an OC. Maybe the turn for the whole back. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm kind of close to the camera. There you go. That is so cool. Long live opening ceremony. Opening ceremony. We lost you. They're back in some sort of form, but not. it's not the same. Like are online. they producing their own stuff? They are, and it's online. I think at some point they're doing a, a store. Oh, I hope so. I have to change the subject that related to the subject. I guess I was. The, <laughs> you just wanted to show off your jacket, right? Is there a story about it? No. Do you want to make a story up so it doesn't seem like there wasn't a story about no. it? <laughs> I'll give you time if you want. No. What's the story with that jacket? <laughs> no, I was just going to say I have a, a half a dozen pieces by opening ceremony. And a couple of things that I bought in the opening ceremony store that somebody else manufactured. Mm. And they're pieces of art. They're the best. They're yeah. Amazing pieces of art. Yeah. Oh, maybe I'll wear one next time. There you go. I'll wear, I'll wear some. I don't have anywhere else to wear it, so I might as well show you. So we did not, we're not being sponsored by the following uh, group, but I had double zero pizza um, uh, three times this week. <laughs> it's Matthew Kenny's plant-based pizzeria. It's in LA. Apparently there's, there's one in New York as well. I've not been to that one. It's hands down the best pizza I've had in California in the 10 years that I've been here. Regardless of the cheese being plant-based, which is a benefit for some people, it would be a detriment to others. Whatever is like lost by not having a full fat dairy cheese, the crust is so perfect. I'd like a calzone. I'm like so all about this. And then I, I learned that he, the chef, Matthew Kenny, opened up a drive-through plant-based, like a fast food joint in Costa Mesa. It's like burgers and fries, drive-through. Plant-based. 100%. Healthy oils. I imagine so, but I don't know. I've not been there. But, like, that's a major deal. And that he's opening up a deli, like a takeout. Like, you go in and get, like, you know, tuna salad and coleslaw, slice, whatever. 100% plant-based. That's opening up in L.A. And then he's got plans to open 100 stores in America. He just, like, became, like, the guy. So, congratulations. And I'm happy to hear this because last time I was at... at, um, he has a plant-based spot in Venice that like, I wasn't that thrilled with. And now I'm like, oh, he wasn't focusing on that. He was planning this empirical takeover. So what plant-based um, burger product does he use? Do we know? I don't know if they... Oh, for the fast food ones? No, I don't know. I'm sure he makes his own, though. 
Oh, okay. I, I shouldn't say that. Maybe he has a deal. <laughs> I was hoping. Look, no. you can buy Beyond stock if you want. <laughs> Impossible is not public yet, so you know what are you going to do? But it's it's a very encouraging. Like I saw a commercial for Taco was it Taco Bell. I don't know. One of the major fast food junk food places was like mainly aver- oh no, it was Burger King advertising. Um, Did they show the king? Uh, maybe, but they were advertising their plant based dish like on like the NBA playoffs, like prime time, you know, seven figure media buy. I'm like, this is this is exciting. Took a couple generations, but it's great. And it's really great because if, if we didn't figure it out, we'd have you know big problems soon. So it's great. It's yeah, it's at least we might have something to we'll have something to eat. We would have had to have eaten bugs. So this is great. This is good. All the protein would have come from crickets and such. Mm-hmm. Cricket fried rice. So sometimes we get crickets in the house. I don't know where they are. Well, sometimes they hop out and we go into into action. And I I grab a cup and Joel grabs a piece of cardboard or a magazine. <laughs> Teamwork. And one of us carries it out and he always puts it across the street so it can't find its way back into the house. That's hilarious. So I said to my brother who lives in um, Chatsford and has a lot of wooded area in Pennsylvania, nice critters on his property and around. And I said something about, you know, one of them was really gigantic. I didn't see it. I didn't get to meet it, but I know it's gigantic. It was so loud and it was all day and night and it was very annoying. And he said, we have crickets in, in between the walls in the house all the time. He said, we love it. We love hearing that sound. It's like being out with nature. He said, you know, they don't live that long. Cherish it while you can hear them. Wow. 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 Well, at, at least I wasn't killing them. I was capturing them, taking them That's outside. That's true. But that, that makes me think of like fi- fixating on a sound and it being a bad sound and trying to have, have to change it at all costs. It was like there's a cricket in the house again. And I heard this. Um, Doesn't matter. This like uh, meditation once where they refer to these things as like um, changing the radio station. Like you can choose to, you know, what needs to be a dial, like turn the dial and choose to listen to the cricket as opposed to it being like an invasive signal. And if you don't like it, like recognize that. I mean, it's, it's an annoying sound. It's yeah. easier said than done. You just said it's an annoying sound. It is an annoying sound, so it's easier said than done. It's like a, it's like crickets, like a, a smoke detector that doesn't have a, a new battery in it. Oh yes. And it's hard to change the channel, so to speak, on really annoying sounds. But like, if we listen, there's like other sounds. There's like a, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm just, I don't practice this. I'm just preaching it. Like two, last night, two nights ago, I had my window open, and at like twelve thirty at night, one one a.m., there's this guy just having a full volume conversation. His back is to the window, but he's 10 feet away from where I'm sleeping. And it wasn't, I don't think he was super drunk and he wasn't having an aggressive conversation. It was just like, didn't give a shit that anybody else might have been around. It was just like, he was having a call. And I had this moment of like, I don't want confrontation, but this is not, this has to stop. And I sort of cycled through a couple of choices. And then something came out of me that like, was almost like a character wrote it like I it wasn't something I'd ever say it wasn't in a I wasn't doing an impression but it also was like maybe like an affectation of some sort and I, I, I it was like um I was like um hey bud keep it moving please like I don't talk like that oh no there was a bit of like a like hey bud keep it moving please 
So it was kind of like a... And then what happened? He did like a half acknowledgement turn, not even Was he eye on the phone you're doing this? He was on the phone. Oh, okay. I was on the phone outside at one in the morning okay. having a phone conversation. Thank you. Did I, did I not say that? I don't know. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, right, because if he was just talking loudly, it wouldn't have been the same thing. Uh, I said it. No, I only said it because you were doing this. I thought I said it was one of twelve thirty or one a.m. and this guy was having a phone call and he wasn't drunk and he wasn't extra aggressive. You're right. I got so a, wrapped up in. But you're right because if I didn't mention a phone, I didn't would, say you didn't mention it. I don't know. No, I. Uh, I was so wrapped up in the story, I didn't remember. I said what I said. I said what I said. I said what I said, and he did like let's say let's say you all are the uh, are me. He kind of did like a half turned to acknowledge we heard something and then just started walking. He just left. Gone. Wow. It was like, and, um, you know, to be totally candid, like my heart was racing. I'm like, because, you know, if he turned around and said, like, you know, <laughs> Jews control the media, like we'd have a problem. You know what I mean? So, like, I just didn't know what to expect. And instead, it just, he just walked away. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> I was just thinking of all the choices you had. That's the one that came up now. I can't wait till next time to hear what the, the next choice will be. Hey, bud, keep it moving, please. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like something like an animatronic at Frontierland would say. <laughs> you know, like if like a like a sensor <laughs> recognizes that that guests are like staying in the same place and is like, move along, partner. <laughs> oh, it definitely does. Like, put your hands inside. Yes, the, inside the get the uh, the monorail. Tram, ride, car, that cart, too, right? Gondola. gondola, gondola. I couldn't think of it. Inside the gondola, right? <laughs> <laughs> Keep your hands inside. Oh man! So yeah, it was a. Uh, I'm also obsessed with stories of people who work at Disney and have these guest encounters, and one through line that a I guest encounter, guest, as know. opposed to guests having um, character encounters. Uh, well, some of these people telling the stories were are. Do play characters, okay, but they can't say they play characters. They have to say that they're they're friends with <laughs> Robin, or friends with Mickey. Oh no, it's a whole thing. It's a whole. I mean, oh, that's it's a whole terrific. thing. You guys know, people know, uh, and I, I, it's all good. But the through line I'm seeing, like on TikTok, through these stories of people, you know, tell us a guest story that you were like, what? I've heard not one or two or ten or twenty, but like thirty or more stories of people working at the park. A family or representative of a family usually um, seems like the mom. Uh, and they say things like, um, "The that moon is so realistic. I don't know how y'all do it. Or, um, the rain's been nice, but can you please turn it off? My kids are wet and they've had enough. And they have to consistently, not once or twice, but I guess all the time, every day. They, people feel it's so magical. They think it's all... They think of a dome it's and a projection. Cool. Like someone's in the Star Wars exhibit and they wow. say something like, that moon looks so real. How do you all do that? And yeah. then the person who works there is also like recognizing the magic. They're not, yeah. they're not cynics. Like I wouldn't last 30 minutes doing that job. They're like, um, we're skeptics even. <laughs> they're like, oh, wow, wow, this place is very magical. We think that if you, you know, go to the next part of the park and turn back, it might just look like the same moon. Like, How we'll see. How did you pick 30 minutes? <laughs> well, I figured that I had to, I had to punch in. I had to do paperwork. 
I'd have to wait for somebody to go in like a group because <laughs> my first day I wouldn't just be sent out there. It would take probably 30 minutes between the time that I arrive and like I'm in. Oh, as soon as someone says something. As okay. soon as one person yeah, is like, do you work here? I got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I understand. And I think that's generous. It could be an hour and a half. <laughs> oh, man. Did I ever tell you about the game that my friend Josh and I played about um, who could get a job? Who could keep a job the longest? <laughs> yes. All right. This is so rude. And I would so brilliant. I would never do this ever. This is so brilliant. Now, but we were in our early 20s. We just finished college. We were in Philadelphia. <clears throat> and we made a game up um, that was, uh, so the rules were we both had to go get a job. <laughs> Step one, which I recognize the privilege and the entitlement and the job market implications of this game. So please don't drag me in the comments, but it's this, is, this happened 20 years ago. <laughs> 20 years ago, it was a different different time. Um, Chumbawamba was on the radio and everyone was doing the Men in Black dance. <laughs> so it was, um, the game was the first step is you had to get a job and he got a job. A lot at, of people are playing that game. I know, I sound like an asshole. It's, it's, you don't sound <laughs> like that. It's fine, I'm just playing around with you. And I'm telling you, the, the whole thing and the way you did it is, is brilliant. Thank and you. And I encourage you to tell the story. Okay. Don't don't worry, cousin. Thank you. Is that Valky Bartokamus impression from Perfect Strangers? Bronson Pinchot, circa 1989? Don't worry, cousin. It's totally Perfect Strangers. I tried to watch Perfect Strangers again, like, a few months ago. It's on Hulu. It's very bad. It's very, very, very they bad. They were a bit stilted. It's very they bad. They didn't look like cousins. <laughs> but it was entertaining. And no, I, it wasn't. I watched it. <laughs> I remember it was. Well, it, no, it was. But meanwhile, time. you were able to quote it. And David and David loved it. Um, is, yeah, he loved Perfect Strangers. He liked what was her name? Um, Mian um, Bala. Mayim Biag, Blossom. Blossom. Oh, yeah. we loved that show. We were saying we just saw Mayim Biag <clears throat> guest host Jeopardy for a few weeks. I'm like, oh, maybe <clears throat> David would you know be interested in seeing this. And I was like, I don't think he'll like recognize her. And we all grew up. Yeah, she's, you know, mother of a bunch of kids and an adult. And it's just like, I don't know if you'd actually recognize that that's, that's Blossom. He, I don't know. He recognize her voice. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe he'd recognize Joey Lawrence. He played the brother. His big catchphrase was, a uh, whoa! Like, they were like, what a catchphrase. And Joey was, Lawrence? It was on Blossom. Was on Blossom. He played the brother Joey. And now I have to go back and look. Where else do you know Joey Lawrence from? No, no, no. Oh, see, that's why I whispered it. <laughs> that's Matt LeBlanc playing a character called Joey. Oh, God. He's, but meanwhile, I watch Joey, Friends every day at lunch. That's cool. <laughs> I know. It's hysterical. I started at the first season. Nice. I mean, it really, it, it's really funny. The um, writers would have a crescendo, great joke, and then there'd be another one, and then there'd, there'd be another jokes. one, yeah. then there'd be another one. And it's really, it really makes, makes me laugh. I said, Joe, I'm watching Friends. He said, I know, I can hear you laughing from the other room. That's wonderful. I like Friends 10 times. It's very healthy to laugh. Joe told me you were, ed- you were editing the podcast and laughing. He was like, she's laughing so loud. She's reviewing the podcast. I'm like, that sounds great. He's like, I don't know what she's laughing at. I was like, uh, <laughs> have, you, have you watched our show? And he's like, some of them. <laughs> he, wa- he's wa- he watches all of them. I know. I think he's just being coy. All right. So step one is we each had to get a job, right? And then step two was. I don't 
know if he's watching it or listening to it. I don't know what anyone's doing. I think that some people... So we... So go on YouTube and go to everybody and their mother has a podcast and you can watch it. It really is better when you watch it. I think so. Different, I should say. So step one is to get a job. Step two was to keep that job. And whoever could keep the job the longest without ever going to the job won. And I got a job at Johnny Rockets, and he got a job, my friend. At, this was in Philly? It was. And he got the Johnny Rockets on South Street. And he got a fast food place. He got a job at like a beauty supply place. And I basically won on the first day because I got the job. And they're like, I just finished college, and they suggested I was overqualified, but we'd love to have you. And I was like, great. I was like, oh, but there is one more thing. I can't start for three weeks because I have to... I, and I didn't actually lie to say I can't start for three weeks. Oh, that was the other thing. I never actually lied. I just kept calling and saying, I won't be there. I'm so sorry. And so I kept that job for like seven weeks. Josh got let go like three weeks in. So like, listen, if you're not going to show up. We can't. It's okay. But like, what's up? Seven weeks. I didn't, I didn't earn any money or like go there or sign paperwork or have a tax implication. And they probably were laughing about it every day. It was probably like, all right, who thinks they're going to win the bet? Who else wants oh, to add the Oh, that's great. That's great. They had their own bet of when I was going to show up and whoever. And here's Johnny. <laughs> Who's Johnny? Oh, we hired him because this guy's never showing up. We're just taking bets on how long it's going to be. <laughs> I love that. I never thought of that before. <laughs> I love that. I hope that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call Johnny Rockets and find out. Here's the Zephyr Look, Look at, at that, Look sweetie. At this cat. Oh, so it's nice to hang out with you here. Yeah, it's nice. You can come over anytime. Thank you. This is where I keep all my stuff. I noticed it. It's very cool. We should have a definite time daily where we do nothing. The brain needs Ooh, time to I like that. calm and reflect and plan and listen to your body and listen to your thoughts mm-hmm. and listen to your your inner inner person and it's 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 really important and it's really healthy what time do you do it um sometimes i do it when i first wake up i'll pick up the phone and then i'll put it down and i just spend some time sometimes it's like daydreaming but it's really more like checking in with myself and how i feel it's helping me remember to do something fun and something that, that, that I need in some way. Nice. Anyway, so that's good. I want to show you a, um, a photograph before we go. He met Zephyr and he would, he would consistently hang out against this wall on the floor and sort of splayed out with his paws out. He's going to jump. And then um, over time, I started to place like things on the bulletin board behind him mm-hmm. and then a coffee cup in front of him. And so ultimately, he would just sit down in what we call his office. <laughs> and then I took a photograph of that. I took a photograph of that and then got that photograph printed in a frame and then hung that photograph up in his office. So the next time he went and sat down in front of it, took a picture of that. And then we... Did it again. And again. then did it again. So here's Zephyr in his office. And the mug says, 
Britney survived 2007. You can handle today. And on his um, Fulton board, it says his Fulton board, <laughs> a to do list, a checklist. It says um, bathe and sleep. Bathe is checked off, and then play with mouse. And then the other one is taxes with a question mark. So <laughs> this is that photo that we took. And then after I got printed, I put it up in the in his office. And then he laid down in front of it. And then we took this picture. <laughs> and then did it again. And then I did it again, and that one's being that, printed, so I'll get the show to you soon. That's amazing that you, that you thought of it. And there's the picture and the picture. And the <laughs> it's, you know, a pandemic. It was uh, <laughs> a lot of time on my hands. <laughs> All right. It was great to see you. It was great to see Thanks you. Thanks for hosting it here. You're welcome. Thanks for coming over, and I got to not have to put shoes time. on. It was great. Anytime, <laughs> anytime I don't need shoes, I'm, I'm plus one. Nice. I love you. I love you. Thank you for joining us. Please subscribe. Tell a friend. And watch us on YouTube. Yeah. Everybody and their mother has a podcast. Excellent. Call your mother. Doesn't it feel?